Try to get a job that gives you some time. Get your sleep and a little bit of food and work as much as you can. There's so much enjoyment in doing what you love. David Lynch Hello and welcome to The Mirror. I'm Justin Reed and I'm coming to you live today from my backyard. It's a lovely sunny day and there's not too much breeze so I'm kind of sweating it off a little bit out here. But yeah, like I said, it's a lovely day and for me it's been a, a few weeks between rounds in regards to recording episodes. I, for you it's probably just been a week since you've heard the last episode but for me, it's been closer to three weeks, and the uh, reason for that is that I've been sort of on a... I, I was, when I recorded the last episode, I, I was coming to you from the Gold Coast, and um, I recently returned from there, but had uh, spent a fair amount of time like catching up with family there, and then family when I got back. And then right after that, I just had like a complete, uh, a complete like uh, inundation of client work and the last week I've just spent completely bunkered down in my home office and just every single day for sort of five days straight just going hard at it and that's not usually how I like to do things I usually sort of would spend maybe three to four days a week sort of piecing things together which is still not really how I like to do things because for me projects uh, I've come to realize often need to take a fair amount of time but when you're working with clients that's pro- that's usually not very realistic or possible and you know they pay your bills but um excitingly for me this is my last set of client work i have maybe four or five projects i'm wrapping up and some of them are a lot more complete than others i i have two more things to film and then that is it um, maybe not forever. I mean, there's a, there's always a chance that I might, you know, do commission work down the line, but ideally more on my terms. And uh, this might sound crazy, but like, I think the parameters I would need to set to continue to do work with clients would be showing them the kind of work that I produce. And I don't mean commercial work, but the actual like artistic creative work that I do. So they get a sense of that, or at least they would have seen it and that's how they'd heard of me and then letting them know that a commission is probably going to take anywhere between six to 18 months. And if you've ever done any client work, um, you, you might think that that sounds absolutely crazy. And uh, it's not crazy, but um, it's realistically not going to work for a lot of uh, organizations or a lot of people hiring you for these kinds of things. But that's intentional. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to just be doing any old thing. Um, if I'm if I'm going to sacrifice, you know, my um, sort of creativity in, in a way to do things for other people, it needs to be on my terms. And and the only way that I can really make work that I think works that that seems to turn out correctly that I I think is given the 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 proper care and 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 love and commitment is to spend a lot of time chipping away at it as opposed to trying to do that really quickly. And again, like I said, those, those two things, the commercial world and, um, the commercial world and the artistic, 
uh, sort of creative process are, are really at odds with each other in a lot of ways. And that's kind of why work turns out like it does is because of deadlines, because of budget restrictions. But that's that's for me to decide. That's not for a client to decide. And, and if you are working with clients, like what you have to realize is that you actually can call the shots on those things. The reason why we often sacrifice certain things or we, uh, you know, give up our our leverage or our ideas is because we feel like we can't lose a project. But after you've done it for long enough, you, you tend to realize that there are certain projects that are more worth your time and energy that actually excite you in some way. Um, or in the case of me, just don't really excite you at all. So there needs to be certain things that, that make up for that. And that's either they need to pay you well or, or you get to determine the, the schedule and, and, you know, not have to be completely flexible for them or both ideally together. And that's kind of where I'm at in, in my career is that uh, while I don't want to do work for other people, if I have to, that's what it would look like. So yeah, that, that has been just sort of like destroying me at the moment. And it, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon and, and I just wanted to just get back in touch with this process because it had been a few weeks and it's been on my mind and I've had a few ideas come and go. And for this episode, I really don't have an overarching topic, but would rather just sort of wanted to talk about, you know, what's been going on and sort of the idea of like getting your, getting your house in order because, um, the downside of all this client work that I've been doing is that I, I, I've spent the last maybe four, three to four months, you know, really strongly creating a, a, uh, a, a process for myself, you know, a method of, of how I am creative and how I like to approach things that I want to do. And that includes this podcast. It includes, uh, films that I'm working on and writing it, but it also includes, um, painting. Like I've, I, I've talked a little bit about painting in the past and I've uh, finally picked up some brushes and some paint and started to paint some things and, and create some sort of, you know, interesting imagery in a format that is mostly unfamiliar to me. And I, I love it. And every single day I look at my, my unfinished painting I'm working on at the moment and I just think, God damn, I just want to go spend time doing this. But um, unfortunately, I let the client work kind of take over my um, my world at the moment. And, and it's kind of in a, for a pragmatic thing. I'm, I'm kind of taking a, a little bit of a a little bit of a trip through uh, Sufferingville right now to get through to the other side, uh, just just to get these things done and to get them off my plate. Um, as I mentioned previously in the past, that you know I'm I'm looking at moving and uh, from where I am now, and that's actually going to be happening in probably the next the next month or so, I would say. And because of that. I just really wanted to get these things out of the way and as much as my my soul and heart yearns to just be, you know, sort of creating art with without the client restrictions, without having to deal with other people's ideas and to kind of suppress my ideas in favor of just getting something complete and getting it out the door. Yeah, I, I've just had to like put my own work on hold for a little bit and I mean, it sucks, but like I said, I'm feeling pretty good today and um, I wasn't feeling good yesterday. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode is because I specifically felt like I had been denying what was inside of me, that I had been repressing the creative urges that I needed in favor of these 
other projects. And like I said, you know, everyone has to make a living, like it's a necessity. But I think I went a little bit too overboard and I sort of lived in other people's worlds and other people's deadlines for a bit a bit too much. And, and I know this feeling well because I used to basically live in that space all the time. And I basically used to just uh, be in misery, just uh, having people, you know, calling me being like, hey, where's this? Um, you know, when are you finishing this? Where's the thing? Like, I want you to do this. And the reason I never finished anything is because I just hated it. <laughs> and I've spoken about that before. So I won't go too far into it um, right now. But I think like, what what I missed and and what I what I have been building but I hadn't sort of really built the foundations yet is actually having like you know having having a good balance between the two and I had that for a while it just happened at the moment that everything just seemed to creep up to the point where I just had to spend like sort of one week without anything that I I really enjoyed and anything that I really loved and that kind of weighed on me a, a fair bit to the point where I've been trying to get back into the process of watching films and reading books and, you know, doing uh, journaling and, and, and doing my art. And it's been like a little bit challenging at first. And I, and I, and I just wanted to sort of, I guess, like make a note of it, you know, just for myself, if anything, but for other people, if you're kind of struggling with it yourself, but just like following that feeling, like being aware of how you're feeling, being aware that like you're missing something that you're missing the uh, fact of needing to express in like a genuine way as opposed to expressing um, somebody else's idea through their means that you just happen to be doing it. You know, I truly felt my my labor being <laughs> being uh, used to alienate me from myself and from the things that I love and that I believe. And so it, more than anything, this podcast episode is just uh, an exercise in getting back to that. And I can feel in my brain right now that the normal alertness and sharpness that I've had for the last few months as I've been recording these episodes, it's just not there. Like I just, I have a bit of fogginess because I, I've been just kind of dulling my mind for these other things. I've been reaching back out for entertainment as a form of pleasure. I've been on that hedonic treadmill where it's like, okay, well work sucks. So I'll just go and watch and experience something really easy um, just to get my mind in order. But w what, what, what is fortunate and, and I guess what I have been intentionally doing is because I've been, you know, building up this, this um, I guess you could say tolerance, but that kind of implies it as a negative, but this like sense of uh, experiencing more deeper intentional art, like the things that I talk about in nearly every single episode, because I've been building up that muscle uh, in my mind, but also like, you know, physically giving myself over to more involved artworks, going to physical spaces like art galleries and cinemas, you know, watching more challenging films and, you know, not being distracted on my phone or looking at what's going on at YouTube, on, on YouTube at the same time. That's still within me now because I have done it enough. I've, I've built the habits. I've, I've laid down the foundations and I have basically in that sense, like I, I am starting to build the structure of my life around, I guess it's like what David Lynch calls it, the art life, like that I'm, I'm trying to live the art life and it's definitely there. And it's, it's a good thing that, you know, the last couple of weeks have been stressful. I've been overwhelmed with stimulus of other people. I've been overwhelmed with 
other people's work and other people's ideas, but the foundations are still there and I feel a pull towards them. I feel a yearning for them now. Whereas before I didn't have anything to sort of go back to. So when I would lose my way, when I would get overwhelmed with client work, when, you know, think, and, and then subsequently that would get me down and put me in a negative headspace, I would just kind of stay there for six months at a time. This time I've only been there for two weeks and I'm pushing my way back out of it. <laughs> but because I have something to push for, if that makes sense. And I, and I realize this is all a bit little, a little bit esoteric. So I don't exactly know how to, actually, that's a lie. I know exactly how to sort of build that foundation. And I've been documenting it in every single episode of this podcast. Everything that I've talked about up until this point has been building that foundation, laying, laying down, you know, the, the sort of the, the concrete base for me to, to come back to when I lose my way. And it's nice to be able to come back from that place a lot sooner. And again, like as I'm sitting here talking to myself in my backyard and my washing is on and there are butterflies flying around and ants crawling over the ground and cars just like speeding past, I am feeling it again. I am feeling the, the, the active process of creating come back because I mean, this is the most free form episode I've done. I have not even looked at any notes and I just knew that for this one, I just, I just couldn't, I just, I couldn't write about this because my brain has been foggy and I've been, you know, not, not forcing myself to sit down and be creative, but just like, it's like any, it's like anything. If, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know, if you, if you go to the gym and build up all this muscle and, and become quite healthy and then you just stop going, you're not going to keep that level of fitness. And it's the same thing with creating art. It's the same thing with having a, a lifestyle that, that you desire. It, it's a case of building it up over time and, you know, I'm only sort of six to nine months into this process and realistically three to four months into like actually putting things into place and actually like beginning to create things again, like I did as a kid, like I did as a teenager, like I did when I was at university and you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna get it right all the time. I'm, I'm not gonna always be like living this perfect life where like inspiration and creativity always hits. But what I will say is that these last few months has been the longest period of sustained creativity and ideas and work, uh, not work produced, but like building towards work produced that I've ever had. And I'm, and I'm talking outside of my client work. I've been doing client work alongside that the whole time, but I've also been producing these podcasts. I've also been writing films. I've also been filming films. I've also been painting. I've also been building little things here and there, you know, and that's a, that's a great feeling to come back and remember that for. And, and like I said, like sometimes these podcasts are kind of just going to be like a, a, a journal to myself, you know, like, but I think that there is merit in them for other people. And I think if you're on a similar journey or if you're taking anything from what I've said, what I'm saying, if, if there is value to you, that there will also be value for you to hear like that it's not all fine and dandy, that I'm not always just, you know, watching seven hour films and then going outside and painting for five hours and making music in the evenings. Like it's not always like that. It, there is a struggle. There is a balance like real life does happen in between it. 
but slowly over time I am chipping away at those things and figuring out ways to, you know, build this life that makes sense for me. And in many ways, like it's, it's quite simple. Like all I really want to do is just to be able to wake up in the morning and go and decide this is how I feel like spending my day today. That sounds like a revolutionary thing. And it kind of is considering the society that we live in, but I think it's not a huge ask. And I think it's, I think it's not a, a huge um, task to, to go and create that. And like a, it just takes time. It just takes time and an awareness and being able to like sort of sketch out to yourself, like this is what that might look like. And for me, it's like finding, having days like today where, you know, I'm still, I'm still finishing client work. It is a Sunday and I'm still sort of like doing work for other people. But whilst I'm doing that, there's not a huge amount of pressure to spend six to eight hours a day to do that. I spent an hour and a half to two hours on it. And then I went, cool, that's enough for today. I have time to go and do whatever else I need to do. And that includes writing and that in- includes the podcast. But yeah, it, it, I guess I guess all this rambling is coming to, I don't know if it's coming to a point or if I've just been saying the point the whole time, but like I, I hope that it's not just for me that this this can help, that it can help you who is listening to kind of think about like, okay, well, this is the kind of life that I'm setting up and like I've just got to really be patient with it and to articulate what it is exactly that I want. And I mean, I've seen the progress and I'm mapping the progress. And that's, that's again, like the point of the podcast, the point of my journals. And that, and that's why I think like journaling is so goddamn important is that you are mapping the progress, even though you don't realize it. And, and sometimes you may not progress past a certain thing for years in your life. I, I've spoken, I think before about the fact that it took me like five years of doing commercial filmmaking to realize that I fucking hate it, that I don't want to do this thing that I love for other people anymore because they take away everything that I love about it. They take away the freedom and the time to explore and the, 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 you know, the creation of new forms and new ideas, those things that I love that are so important to the artistic process, they take it away. And here's the thing. I let them, you know, because I need to make an income. I let them do that because I need to make money. So I say, sure, you will pay me this much money and I will sign away these things that are so important to me just so that I can tangentially create within the sphere of the thing that I love to do for you. But it will not be or look or feel like anything like I actually want it to be. But I know that now. And it took years and it took having to, you know, come to terms with myself and be honest with myself and go through a lot of different things in my life and, and some positive, some negative and, and, you know, speak to mental health professionals, see a therapist about these things. And it's been incredibly challenging, but rewarding now, rewarding now that I can wake up in the morning and realize there will be an end to the time when I do this thing I love for other people. And it is coming very soon. It is right down the pipeline. And I'm really excited for that because on the other side is a complete question mark. And that's what I love about life is I love 
exploring the unknown. I love figuring out what comes next. I love the fact that for the first time in years, I am creating new ideas. Like my ideas before, the way I would generate ideas for films would be I would watch other people's music videos, other people's commercials and go, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this. Take those few things and blend it together and then do it on a $3,000 budget. <laughs> and um, it, 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 the more I did it, the more people liked it, the more I got a name for myself. You know, same thing with commercials as well. And the more I kind of prospered in that realm, but that was just like again, like having to do it so restrictedly, um, restrictively restricted, I'm not sure which one, um, meant that again, like I was just, you know, signing away my, my happiness, signing away my chance of having a life that I am okay with. And yeah, it's just, it's just really nice to know that that won't be the case for the most part anymore, that, um, I will likely have some kind of like part-time employment, um, or ideally it will come from like a range of sort of like creative endeavors. Like, you know, you can always support the podcast through the link in the description. Um, but more than that, it's, uh, supporting all the projects that I do. I have films for sale. I have, uh, other things for sale on my store. But I'm also planning on making things for people um, and, and selling them directly as well. So at, not not in terms of like someone comes to me and says, I want this and then I figure out how to do it, but rather making products, physical products, and then having them for sale in a marketplace. And that's a more exciting prospect to me. And if that's how I can make my money, that's awesome. But if I have to go and get some kind of other employment, then I will do that too. And hey, maybe I end up you know, getting some really great job for a couple of years, make a bunch of cash and just go and live in the middle of nowhere very cheaply and just do my art as much as I want. Like there is always going to be some level of sacrifice, but I know now what I am willing to sacrifice. And I would rather work a different job where I'm not taking my creativity and basically bastardizing it. I would rather do it I would rather work in a completely different sphere where I can just say, okay, this is just time where I make money to go and do the thing that I care about. And I've lived both lives and I was absolutely more creative when I had a different job in a completely different environment. I worked part-time in a retail electronics store and I made art and went to uni and I was so much more productive and I was so much more involved and I was so much more interested in what I was doing. The moment I started working in the commercial filmmaking sphere, that was the moment it just all went away. But I don't, I don't feel bad about that. I don't, I don't um, hate myself for it. It's just, you know, you, you can't know until you know, right? But I, I know now and I'm, I'm glad that I know. And, and like I said, I'm excited to move on to this next, next phase of the journey, right? And something I'm already starting to look into is planning out the house where I'm going to be living. I've already got like a, I just sketched up like a floor plan today and started planning out like, okay, this is going to be the study. And then this will be like an entertainment slash games room. I'm going to get a projector, um, you know, looking at like storage options for how I'm going to display books and, 
and films and records and media and all that kind of stuff and and also been looking at like some tutorials on how to build your own workbenches for woodworking, painting, um, how to build your own desks, like all of these things. I'm just like really excited to just get there and just launch into it. And that's such a change for me to not have even moved, but already be like, here's my plan for how it will go. And it will probably change, but just to like go there with an, with an intention as opposed to previously when I would move houses, it would always just be like, oh, I guess I'll move in. Oh, I don't know where things are going. And then they just sit in boxes for months at a time. <laughs> but the other side of things is that I've been looking at a studio, like a, an external studio at another location somewhere where I, where I can have a, a really nice setup and, and, and it will be around other people. So it's sort of like the options I've been looking at are buildings where there's sort of multiple artist studios between 12 and 20 different artists doing all kinds of different things and everyone has their own little space and then there's a you know a shared common room there's like a tool shop uh, things like that and like I'm just super excited about that idea to be back around creative people again but not around commercial filmmakers you know not around the people who who are sort of doing the thing that I do that I don't even like but people who are doing different things people who can you know you can cross pollinate with and and have different ideas. Um, a couple of the spaces I've been looking at also have galleries attached and like, I'm so excited about that. I'm, I'm excited at the, the, the possibility, um, of, you know, creating work that is experienced again, as opposed to online. I've been looking at how I can, you know, create screenings for my films, like what locations would work, um, where I'm looking at moving. And as well as that, um, yeah, physical, physical products. So like making films that you can't just watch on Instagram, you can't just watch on YouTube that you'd have to buy a disc for a DVD or a Blu-ray. And well, that's a little bit old fashioned. I don't really mind because again, like who said that the rules are, you have to go with the flow. Who said that streaming is the only thing. So you have to go and do that. And it's not knocking streaming. It's not saying I'm not going to do that. In fact, I will, I will do both, but it's really important to me, I guess, that my work doesn't just sit on a hard drive somewhere because I've been thinking a lot about legacy lately. I've been thinking a lot about like, you know, looking back on a body of work and what do you do with all of these, these digital files? What do you do with all of the, the detritus of the work that you have? At the end of the day, you know, you'll likely store and keep an archive or your all your footage and all your working files if you're if you're working with um, film or you know digital media but I think it's really important and, and, and it's something that is very important to me is to have a tangible product and that's not always possible with certain art forms like it's not always possible but while it is possible I absolutely want to do that and maybe it's a little bit um I don't know, maybe it's just a little bit of a a pride thing. Maybe it's a little bit of just wanting to feel like my efforts go towards something, but I just want to see my work in a Blu-ray. Like I just want to see my work purchasable. I just want to see other people enjoy it. I want other people to bring it into their homes in an intentional way. I want the experience to be intentional. I, I don't want it to be, as I've spoken about, just sort of thrown together with all other kinds of media. I, I think like it's, it's kind of like going to the cinema or going to the art gallery. Like there's a certain amount of 
ritual. There is a, a, a sacredness to it that you enter this space and there are sort of expectations. Um, you know, there, there is a sort of, you are, you are giving yourself over to something. It's almost like going to church, but, um, and, and for me, it's probably, I get the same kind of spiritual feeling from it as, as uh, some kind of religious practice. Like that's what art is to me. Like it's a, it's a thing that I feel intellectually, but I absolutely feel it spiritually as well. And I just want to know that my work is being engaged with on that level. And uh, yeah, all, all this is to say that I'm, I'm very excited about the prospects of the future. And I'm very, um, I'm very interested to see what comes out of it because lately, um, usually my short film work is based around travels that I've done and like, you know, sort of documentary footage that I've taken from my, my travels and I'm interpreting it in like different ways and more poetic. I'm, I'm looking at like a more poetic and uh, meditative way of creating a travel film as opposed to just a straight up documentary and as opposed to the sort of, you know, hyperactive um, highlights reels that are very popular and have been very popular online for the last five or so years and, and maybe even longer than that. Um, you know, trying to create meaning from a travel experience, but also like something that I've realized is so important to me is that the journey is such an important part of travel. Like when you sit in a car for eight hours, when you're on a plane for 21 hours, I wouldn't say that that is an exciting part of the process, but it is necessary, I think, to creating the emotions around it because you sacrifice something. You gave up your time. You sat in this container and traveled through time, but you felt every single second, every moment of it to get to a place that was different, that was special. And because of that, I think that's what makes it so special. It's funny when people say to me, and I've had people I know say this to me, things like, why would I go to Japan? I've seen it on YouTube. Like, why would I go there? I've already seen it. And I just think that's like so tragic because as my dad said, we were talking about this recently, it's not about seeing it, it's about experiencing it. And I think such an important part of experience is the actual travel itself. So I'm interested in not one-to-one, like I'm not trying to create a film, or maybe I am, I don't know, I'm not going to rule anything out that's a 21-hour film of just sitting on a plane, but I want those elements to be part of it. I want people to go on a journey and not just be at the destination instantly. I think that's a part of sort of, and I, I hadn't realized this, I'm just saying it now, but that's sort of a part of my thought process around like the catharsis of entertainment, the sort of quickening speed of media, like how quick, you know, editing has become uh, things like TikTok where videos, you know, fly past you in, in less than a minute. Um, I want people to sit down and, and, and to share something, I guess, sacred, because to me, travel is sacred art is sacred and and i think that would be really important so those are the the films that i've been talking about for like two years i've been working on them for a long time um and that's not to say that i've been completely procrastinating them but you know they've been happening in the background while i've been going through restructuring my business and thinking of new ways to do it and then specializing in music videos making all these huge huge changes and then having a world uh <laughs> world changing pandemic um you know kind of come along and just ruin all your best laid plans and then me starting again and and going okay maybe my business can be this and then 
realizing again, okay, this is not actually what I want to do. And finally, after years, getting closer to where I want to be and what I want to be doing, those travel films have been sort of happening in the background of all of that. And I always felt this pressure in the first few months after traveling to like, I need to get out something. I need to put something on Instagram. I need to show people that I traveled and that my footage is amazing. But what I needed, what I thought I needed was the the rush, the dopamine hit, the validation. But what I actually needed and what I've realized over time by going back and just sitting and watching the footage that I filmed, the hours and hours and hours and just sitting there and watching it, not rushing through it, trying to find the best bits, but changing my process to allow a slowness, a uh, intentional engaging with it for the, for the experience to watch over, uh, to wash over me by changing that. I realized, wow, these are actually, they need to be longer. They need to be slower. As Andre Tarkovsky said, when someone said the start of, um, he, someone said to him, Oh, stalker, it is, it's too slow and too dull. And he said, no, it needs to be slower and duller. And I thought, yes, <laughs> that that's the same with my work. And, and again, like, like I'm not going to sit here and tell you why. Um, I, I've kind of spoken a little bit about it. I've said like how I feel about the sort of the speeding up of the world and, and how I think that's kind of detrimental to our, you know, our consciousness, to our awareness, to our ability to empathize and, my work just feels like it needs to go there. Well, yes, consciously, I think that I want to create work that is probably more challenging for people, that I am creating work that is more challenging for people, that of the audiences that I have in mind, and well, there are other audiences who are probably more familiar with this kind of work if they've seen the work of, you know, a Tarkovsky or a Bellatar or, or uh, you know, a filmmaker's... Uh, artists of their ilk, um, for other people, it will, it will be a bit of a, a challenge, I think. And that's not something that I'm intentionally trying to create. It's not a provocation. It just so happens that I believe those things and that my work also just feels like it wants to go that way. That's where it feels like it wants to go. So yeah, that, that's the travel films, but they, they've always been kind of a, a reflection, a reaction as it were to, how I felt about the world and what I was going through and what I was seeing at the time. Uh, you know, they take on a documentary format as it were, but they will ultimately become something else. I think as they continue to be finalized and I, I don't have release dates for those. It still could be a couple of years to be quite honest, but I would like to think within the next 18 to 24 months, I will, finalize those i think there's about five of them that i've been working on um but i uh, uh, <laughs> i keep getting really sidetracked but hey um you know uh, it's my show so i'll do what i want <laughs> um i'm finally writing original ideas uh for films which is not something i've ever really been able to do before it's always been challenging because I've always had this sense like okay I want to make narrative films I want to create narratives or what do I want to write about and it's taken me a long time and sort of the the guidance of um people like uh, Lewis and Louisa from the uh, cinema cartography to kind of make me realize that you know through their work and through 
things that they speak about that oftentimes you don't actually have anything to say. And there is just a sense within you that as an artist or someone who feels like art is a necessary or it's like, for for me, it's just something I have to do. Like it's just always been there. There's always been a feeling of like, I need to make something or I will go crazy. And a good example, the last five years, not really making anything that's within me, just making sort of superficial things for other people. Um, it drove me a little bit crazy. And so that's, that's sort of where I, I, I'm coming from. But as I've sat down to realize, and I, and I always had this, this stress, like, okay, I need to make a film, need to make a film. What's it about? I didn't know what it was about. So I would just go online and find someone else's ideas and go like, Oh, it'd be cool if I, again, like the music videos, if I took this idea and tweaked it this way and did this and like, that's not really a film that's just kind of like a pastiche and like I mean Quentin Tarantino does that but he's amazing and he has a insane encyclopedic knowledge of film history and he is able to draw upon those things and then blend them with his own ideas about the world and and the culture and the media I haven't been able to articulate that just yet but but when I realized end of last year that like I don't have anything to say (laughs) I don't know what to say that was a beautiful point as well because that was when I went okay I don't know what I'm on about I don't know what it is that I need to get out I just know that I need to express something and that was the perfect platform to build from because there was no more assumptions at that point I I was removing myself from all this stimulus that was influencing me to the point where I just wanted to create, oh, I should create a movie that's like Blade Runner. I should create a movie that's like whatever else. And that's not a sincere, I don't think for me, it was not a sincere um, way of approaching things. But now that I've given myself the space and I've accepted within myself and said, it's okay that you don't know what to say, but just whatever comes that's what you put down and that practice has turned into a a a monthly practice a weekly practice at this point it's basically a daily practice of writing whether it's recording dreams uh, whether it's just you know talking about your feelings um it 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 takes many different shapes and for and and another one is like you know going out in the world and 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 taking photos or, or filming little scenes or painting things or whatever whatever it is for you for your art form for me, it's been this, um, like I love to go for walks in the afternoon. I sort of wait until the sun's sort of just about to set. I walk towards the other end of town than the sun. So I'm walking away from it. And then as I sort of circle back around, um, I kind of end my walk sort of in, in the blue hour time, which is definitely my favorite time of the day. And then usually in the darkness. And, and, and I always am sort of taken by what I'm seeing, like old houses, overgrown, um, I think I've spoke about this before, but you know, you know, some, some basically the inspiration for the, the scenes that you see on the, uh, the, the mirror YouTube, um, videos, like those things, those are the things that I see and that inspire me. And I've just been sort of collecting those images and working on them and refining them and just seeing different things that interest me as I traverse this landscape of North Queensland over the last few years. And every now and then, you just see something and you go, that is just so fascinating. Um, 
and it's and it's interesting to me that definitely one of the themes that I I, I think I'm working with is uh, alienation, you know, isolation. Like a, a lot of my a lot of my landscapes and and figures and whatnot are very very lonely, very um, people in solitude. I think, and 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 my work will probably delve into those areas it just feels like that's where it's going but you know it's just been clicking a little bit lately a few of these images and a few of these ideas are finally starting to stick together in a meaningful way and I'm finally starting to see like okay this is how this landscape and this is how this person and this scene and this location could fit into a bigger puzzle piece and I couldn't have done that if I went into it just trying to shoehorn it all together I uh, that's just me maybe other people are different but I couldn't just go to these locations and say oh this is cool I need to throw that in something I tried to do that before and it just never made sense it never worked I just couldn't figure out what it meant but for me I guess it's been a case of like living in this place being in this place has started to make things click and you know creating like I said original film ideas and Again, like I don't think they're going to necessarily look like very traditional films. Um, I think in some cases they will be quite experimental. In other ways, they'll be quite straightforward, but um, always with my sort of uh, intimate touch of, you know, alienation and isolation and darkness. And um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like... Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to see that kind of solidify in front of you. And, and these are still early stage, like, but the fact that I have, you know, pen to paper and outline for like, at this point, two original works of film, like whether they're short films or, or longer, I, I'm not quite sure. I would assume they would run quite short, but like to see that it's like, that's insane. And I, tr- and I put so much pressure on myself over the last few years to create that and it never came but as soon as I gave myself the freedom it started coming within you know within the space of a few months and I think that's just a testament to like this this way of approaching art this way of approaching you know living your life my mom once told me that and I don't know where she got this from but sometimes I, I like to hear things and just not research them like there is sort of a there's a magic to mystery. There's a magic to hearing something and deciding like, let's not fact check it. And, and this is, this is probably not the case in terms of like, I wouldn't advise this for like medical diagnoses or, um, important things in your life. But when people give you wisdom or or when someone shares an interesting story with you and it seems a little bit far-fetched or unbelievable, I, I think now because we have information so readily available at our fingertips. We just want to go and find out the truth of it or find out a quote unquote official narrative. And I think that forgets the importance of like the personal touch of someone sharing something with you. Like the fact that someone you know that may not be an authority on something, but they cared enough or felt like they wanted to share something with you. And my mom said to me, and like, uh, this is not the kind of thing that you can really quantify, but I... I've always thought about this and it's always kind of helped me frame things. She said to me, it takes 12 times of doing something for something to become a habit. And again, I don't know where she heard that. 
Again, you probably can't quantify it. It's probably not the same thing for every single person, but I really liked that phrase because it just made me think like, and, and I think we were talking about like exercise at the time, like 12 times, that's not a crazy amount of times. And as I'm recording this, I think this is the the 14th episode. I could be wrong. could be the 13th. I'm probably not even recording them in sequence. So let's just say it's the 13th episode for argument's sake. That means I've hit my 12. I've hit my 12 repetitions of creating this podcast. So at this point, it should be habit. And it definitely feels like it is. Like it definitely feels like I'm at this point where this is just flowing out of me. Like I said, it's not coming from a, uh, a script this week. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't uh, expertly planned it or anything like that, but, and while I do like to do that, while I think that is very important, I think that it's also some wisdom that I just wanted to pass on to you that if you're, even if it doesn't turn out to be true, even if it's more or less, but if you're looking to build that kind of like lifestyle, if you're looking to, you know, I'm not saying have what I have because I'm not standing here going like, look at how amazing I am. I'm not some, you know, rich YouTube kid or some like TikTok kid who's got million dollar houses. I'm just trying to create a more intentional lifestyle and that's going to be different for everybody. But if you are looking at doing that, I think if you can just keep in your mind, like whatever works for you, like whatever, whether it's cliche, whether it's novel, like whatever kind of advice works for you. But I was just thinking about it today, you know, especially considering I'd had a previous podcast I'd done before. And then this is my second project that, you know, I've hit that 12 episode mark now. And now it kind of feels like not that something has changed, but that like I have a responsibility to myself now that I've I've shown myself that this is worth pursuing, that this is worth continuing to do. And that was, that was something that was very important to me as I started the mirror, um, that I wanted to record a, a series of episodes first that I could kind of sense that they fit together, that I kind of was, that it was cohesive in some way, that, that I am giving it the energy that it needs, the commitment that it needs, and then I will decide to put it out into the world. And that's how I've approached this project. And now hitting that 12 mark, that wasn't something I had thought about previously, but as soon as I hit it, I saw the number 12. I went, okay, I guess this is a a habit now. I guess this is something that I will continue to do. But that can apply to other areas of, you know, art creation as well. Thinking about the painting that I've been doing, I've only done it once. I sat down, no, twice. I sat down for two sessions um, in the last couple of weeks and I went, okay, I'm going to smash something out. I'm going to work on something here. And it's not done yet. And I'm not thinking about like how many hours it took or like, you know, trying to get through it as quickly as possible. I'm just thinking like, okay, if I can do this 12 times, then I will, then I will have a sense of it, whether I want to stick with it or not, you know, and maybe you don't, maybe you try something and you just hate it. Maybe you decide, okay, I want to make YouTube videos and they just don't work. I, I was there. I've tried that. I've tried to do the videos that other people want to see you know, like that's the biggest advice people say, like find your niche, you know, do the thing that other people want. Uh, I wholeheartedly reject that. I think that of course, well, of course you need to keep in mind that if you do something completely alienating that you may not find an audience, but I would argue that the greatest artists never sought to find an audience anyway, that they figured that, okay, maybe there is an audience for this, but I've got to do it my way. 
and that's the only way to go forward. And I think that's why a filmmaker like uh, Andre Tarkovsky, a filmmaker like David Lynch, you know, I think that's uh, a painter like Francis Bacon. If you don't know his work, you should absolutely look it up. I think that's why their work resonates so much with people is because they have really invested in figuring out how it needs to happen for them, how they need to channel this, whatever it is, this feeling, this necessity of, of creation into the world. They figured that out and they've done it their way. And even though, you know, I'm sitting here recording a podcast, which is again, one of those formats that people really like in the modern world, it makes sense to me because I like this process. I love the format of podcasts. I love, you know, that sense of candid conversation. I love being able to hear things in detail as opposed to hearing an interview from someone on the news where it's a canned speech and they've you know, chopped things up to be like the perfect soundbite. Like I resent that. I hate being pandered to. I hate being edited towards. I hate feeling like I need to be put into some kind of corner. And, you know, I don't know if other artists feel that. Uh, Maybe we can talk about it. Maybe you can reach out to me and we can talk about those kind of feelings. But for me, it's just a sense that like, you know, I've got to do it my way, but I also I also know that my own shortcomings are like I struggle with applying myself. I struggle with discipline and I think one of the really hard things with you know going to school or a university or some kind of like um some some kind of like educational institute where they sort of tell you the way to do things is that your instincts sometimes tell you to do it the opposite that can be really hard because sometimes you interpret that as, okay, well, I just need to just have no discipline at all. I need to have no structure. I just need to do it when I feel like it. And I guess what I'm finding is that the more I do it, the more I feel like it. The more I flex the muscle, the more I feel like making art, the more I feel like being creative. And then the ideas come to flow more. That's what I've been learning with this this experiment over the last few months, this process. I mean, this experiment has become my life, (laughs) this way of like approaching the world and approaching, yeah, being creative. It has become my life at this point. And it's working out, I think, because the, the creativity is flowing and the ideas are coming, but it's just hard in the beginning. You just have to build that discipline to begin with. You have to build that habit. You have to do your 12 repetitions of something to get to a point where you can actually see perspective. You can't really tell like where you're at in the world until you get up on a hill and look down upon it. And then you have some perspective of your relationship to the landscape, your relationship to other people around you, whether they're right next to you, whether they're two streets over, whether they're one town over. You need to sort of get a (laughs) mixed metaphors here, but like, you know, get, get a bird's eye view of things. And you can't do that until you summit the hill. And to summit the hill, you've got to go and walk that hill. And that would be starting. That would be your repetition. I know that that's kind of just coming out of nowhere, but um, this has definitely been the most, I guess, random episode that I've done so far. But um, I, again, I make no apologies because it's just going off feeling. And I just started standing up and I feel like a stand-up comedian. Like I don't 
remember the last time I ever stood with a microphone in my hand, but um, maybe I should do it standing up more because here I am getting a new perspective and I feel like completely different. Maybe I just sound like a madman sometimes. I don't know. You you tell me. You can just write me and say, hey, like, I think you're slipping from reality. You need to, you need to stop talking to yourself, maybe. So, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there today. I really appreciate everyone listening to the project so far and, you know, support for the projects, that I, the other projects that I've got going on. Yeah, it's been good to just sort of get back in the swing of things and to go okay just because you hit your you know your 12 reps you've you've built that habit you can't just let it you can't just sit on your laurels at that point you've got to keep working through it and this has been like I said my brain's been foggy it hasn't been as alert lately because I've just been stuck in other people's ideas and now I'm getting back into my ideas just literally pushing through it by creating this you know and that's that's so important and it's so important for me before I can continue delving into some, you know, deeper concepts like I have been in previous episodes. I need to just build that rep build those reps back up again. So hopefully in the next episode I'll be I'm planning on doing an episode about the beauty of painting. I'm not sure if that will be next. We'll have to see. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, like always, I can, I could plan an episode for weeks and then decide at the last minute just to talk, talk about something else. And this episode is a great example of that. I have been writing for other episodes, but um, this is just what it needed to be. And yeah, once again, thank you all for listening. Um, if you ever want to get in contact, you can uh, reach out via the uh the contact form on my website that's the best way always happy to have a chat or like talk about you know where you're at with things um as i always say the caveat is i'm no expert i'm just figuring it out but if there is any advice to give beyond that that i kind of give in this podcast or the things that i talk about if there is anything more that we can go over just reach out i'd, I'd love to have a chat and um yeah i hope to hear from you all soon and you'll be hearing from me again very soon as well so i hope you have a great week great weekends a great evening go and watch some great films go and make some art send me something you're working on as well if you want me to see it i would love to and uh yeah just uh take care of yourselves all right bye thank you for listening to the mirror the mirror seeks to provoke questions around the way we create and experience art and it's my sincere hope that in some way it helps you in your own creative practice and perhaps your life beyond. If this project reaches you in some way, helps you reflect or reframe, or indeed provokes any kind of feelings within you, I'd love to hear from you about it via the contact form on my website. I really appreciate your engagement with The Mirror. You can support me and the work that I do by becoming a sustaining member for as little as $40 a year by signing up at justinreed.com.au slash support. You will help me continue to create exceptional work, feel great about directly funding compelling art, and you'll also receive a bunch of great benefits, including access to exclusive films, artworks, and behind-the-scenes material on my membership platform that you can't experience anywhere else, discounts on my online store, and higher-tier subscribers even get free access to all of my premium films before anyone else. So become a sustaining member and sign up at justinreed.com.au support. 
You can also support the show by subscribing to my YouTube channel and listening to full episodes of The Mirror there, complete with meditative, original visuals created just for this project. Our fantastic music is written, produced, and performed by Annalisa Vetrunio, with drums contributed by Giacomo Greco. All of these details and links are included in the episode description. And until next time, I hope you're out there creating great work on your terms. I'm Justin Reed, and you have been listening to The Mirror.